Welcome to Heart Wired. I'm Coach Stace. This podcast is crafted with you in mind, mom, the one who approaches your child's neurodiversity with an open heart and a willingness to explore yourself in order to effectively help your children. Together, we will shift paradigms and dismantle the limiting societal beliefs that mistakenly view neurodiversity through the narrow lens of deficits. Here, we delve deep into the incredible journey of raising neurodiverse children. Let's start by taking a moment to acknowledge the frustrations and challenges that come hand in hand with parenting, especially when stereotypes and societal expectations attempt to stifle our children's true selves. So grab a cup of tea, find a cozy spot, and let's embark on this introspective journey together. Welcome to episode five. I am so damn excited for this conversation. I'm incredibly passionate about this one. It's one of the top conversations I have with parents and my own teen son. So let's get started on from control to guidance, rethinking parental roles in technology use. Welcome back to another episode of Heart Wired. I'm your host, Coach Stace. Today I wanna discuss one of the biggest topics and constant struggles I see in the parenting world, technology. Today we're going to focus on the piece in regards to blocking it all together, using parental controls versus simply allowing while guiding your children. Okay, so technology has its advantages and its disadvantages just like anything else in life. It's important to find the right balance for yourself and your children. Let's be honest for a moment. How many of you spend hours scrolling through social media only to turn around and tell your teen to get off their phones or computers. Do you ever think that maybe your child feels the double standard in that? Why is it okay for mom or dad, but not for me? Technology has made it possible for us to access information from anywhere at any time. All you have to do is open up Google type in a few keywords and all the information you need and loads that you don't is staring you in the face. With the ease of finding information and the fact that there are people in this world that will target our children with ads, inappropriate images, and videos, it's no wonder parents are feeling the pull to control their child's online experience. Think about this question as I speak. What is that going to teach them? I want you to compare this to something you may not feel is a proper comparison, but we're going to do it anyways. So bear with me. Crossing the street. You just absolutely forbid your child to cross the street. They're not allowed to cross the street because it's dangerous. There's cars coming. There's people. There's all of these dangers all around them. So I'm just not going to allow my child to cross the street ever. How will they know how to cross the street then if you don't teach them how to cross the street? I want you to hold that in the back of your mind 
as we continue on. All right. So I get why parents are feeling the pull to control their child's online experience. The approach, though, is creating constant daily fights between you and your children. So what are you supposed to do? Let's chat about it. Why do parents simply go to controlling their child's technology use instead of teaching them? Let's take a look. It is fear with capital F. What are you fearful of? The child will become addicted. Maybe they'll see inappropriate things the family doesn't agree with. What if they're coerced into meeting up with a stranger from online? What if they see lewd images? They're going to be bullied. Their self-esteem will tank because of online messaging. Fair. Let's look deeper. First, let me start by saying, I don't think it's a good idea to get babies, iPads, and cell phones to play with. It makes me cringe when I see an infant gnawing on their parent's phone. In our household, my husband always wanted our son to have access to gaming because of his own experiences as a child. So when he was growing up, we bought him different devices that were appropriate for where he was at. Some of the first things we bought him were leapfrog toys. They're intentional. They teach your child developmentally what's appropriate. Then I remember as he got older, we bought him an Emerson tablet that you could simply put games on. He loved that little thing. We bought him play phones that talked to him, taught him things. We allowed him to grow alongside technology. We live in a time where parents are putting high-tech devices in their young children's hands and then when they're older not understanding why they're addicted. Then parents begin attempting to enforce their strict rules once they see it, which then results in fights. Think about it. You went from being the parent that was buying them all these things, thinking that it's cool and fun. Now you're starting to see things a different way and you're completely flipping your script once they start loving it. No wonder these kids are resisting. Wouldn't you be? So in this podcast today, I'm not speaking about very young children here. I'm speaking about late adolescents and teens. However, as you can see, the process starts when they're young, so keep listening. It's about starting your child on technology when they're developmentally ready for learning the balance and responsibility that comes with it. My son didn't truly begin fully using tech alone till he was around 11 years old. That's the time I shifted my perspective, and I'll tell you that story here shortly. Prior to that, there was more control because just like you, I had a lot of fear and misconceptions I had to work through. Those were my issues. It had nothing to do with him. Preventing addiction is complex. First, technology should increase in complexity right along with the child. You don't put a cell phone or an iPad in the hands of a toddler who isn't ready for the responsibility that comes with such a device you get them age-appropriate toys. Second, you need to have an open, honest, respectful relationship with your children. This will allow you to teach them balance and responsibility, which in turn will ensure their safety online. Otherwise, all of those lessons you're trying to teach them 
are going to feel like control and mistrust to your child if the foundation of your relationship is rooted there. As your child ages, it's up to you to know when they're ready for the next level. An important piece of this puzzle is for you to do inner work on yourself so that you can look at this through a zoomed out lens that is not based in fear. Now let's move on to the rest of the list that causes parents to control because really they all fall in the same category. I want you to take a moment. What did you do as a preteen or teen when something you loved was banned? Think about that for a moment. What do you think your child is gonna do when you're forcing strict rules and limitations? They're gonna hide, manipulate, lie and rebel, just like you probably used to do, right? Why? Because it's human nature. So what is that gonna do to your relationship with them? What did it do to your relationship with your own parents? Do you want your child to recognize and come to you the second they see something suspicious online? Is that really something you want them handling on their own? Your children need to know that they can come to you about anything without blame, shame, or judgment. Where do you want your kids to get their information? You, the parent, or strangers on the internet as they're hiding in the shadows, having conversations because they don't want to get in trouble for doing what they're not allowed to do. The truth of the matter is that's exactly what will happen if you parent through control versus guidance. Control will backfire every single time in one way or another. You cannot watch your kids every second of every day. The lack of trust that is created from the child's perspective in this control parent-child dynamic are things like low self-worth, not not feeling trustworthy, feeling stupid, inadequate, they suffer with anxiety, depression, isolation, feeling unsafe to confide in you. That's not what you want for your kids. I remember the day I shifted my perspective on my son's tech use. I had been controlling his usage in an effort to keep him safe, just like you. I remember walking into a space where he was and he would quickly close his screen, turn off his phone. Sound familiar? Then it would become this whole argument around, what are you hiding? Why are you lying? That was the year we dabbled in unschooling. We sat down and I explained to him that the only way this would work was if we had a completely transparent, open, and honest relationship. Simply put, I needed to trust him. Now remember, he was about 11 at this time. He looked at me and said, so if I tell you something that I've been hiding, you mean I won't get in trouble for it? I said, that's right, that's how it works. I'm here to guide you and I can't do that if I don't have all the facts. He replied, okay, so you know that server you said you didn't want me on? I've been on it. I took a breath. I said, okay, do you remember why I didn't want you on there? He replied, yes. You said that other parents had said that there were pedophiles on there. People may try to take advantage of me and I might see inappropriate things that I shouldn't be seeing. I said, okay. Have you seen stuff like that? 
He replied, yes. Next I asked, what do you do when you see it? He replied, I report it to the admins and I block the people. He then proceeded to show me the history of things that he had blocked and messages he had sent. I was blown away. He had actually been listening to our conversations. Back then I wasn't so sure. Then I asked myself, would my son magically know what to do when he's 18? Of course not. It's my job to teach him and guide him. The only way I can do that is by allowing, not blocking or controlling. Now let me also say, when I look now and I look back over the last five, almost six years since I shifted my perspective on things, my son has brought me quite a few things that he has seen online, conversations he has had that he was really unsure of what was taking place. I am so thankful that I changed the way that I perceived the internet and his technology use. Because had I not made that shift, my son could have been in some very dangerous situations. Had he not felt safe to come to me and had I not had the opportunity to walk him through the different scenarios that he was facing as a teenager online. So now let's look at the child's perspective. For those out there that have avid gamers, how do you think it makes them feel that you're controlling something that brings them so much joy? Take technology out of the equation for a moment. What if it was dance your child was passionate about or drawing and they were practicing every waking moment? I also want you to look at the language that you use. If your ch- if it was drawing or dancing or something non-tech related, do you use the word passionate or do you use the word obsessive? Pay attention to your language. Would you control and limit something that was not tech related? If the answer is no, why is that? Is it because dance, drawing, or whatever it is, is something you agree with and can get behind? So then really, it's not necessarily about your child's passion, but more so what you deem is an acceptable passion. Now think of this from your child's perspective for a moment. Here's the thing that they are super passionate about and have dreams of becoming something like a game designer, famous YouTuber, voice actor, coder, developer, whatever it may be. They have a parent who they would love to be supported by in their passions saying, no, I am going to limit your screen time because I'm the parent. You need to listen to me. It's dangerous. It's addictive. And you're being obsessive. These responses are all driven by your fears. How do you think your child is going to internalize that? My passion isn't good enough, which can lead them down to, I am not good enough. My ideas are stupid, which can also lead them down to, I am stupid. Let's change the way you think about your child's gaming habits and build a better relationship with them. So let me ask you something. How many of you have easily guessed passwords tied to personal events in your life? 
How many of you answer those security questions when setting up accounts with real accurate information? Use your real birth date. Put your children's personal information online, where they go to school, their birth dates, embarrassing family photos. How many of you share deeply personal information about them in social media groups? So often parents will say to me, I only share in private Facebook groups. I can tell you parenting groups I'm a part of have over 30,000 members. That's not private. You don't know those people. Do you know the vetting process for allowing parents into the groups? I have news for you. They don't have one. There is no way to truly vet people on Facebook. If you relate to anything I've said above, do you consider yourself responsible and safe with technology? How much do you really know about the World Wide Web and the security risks that are in our everyday lives? I'm sure there is so much available to learn and explore alongside your child versus living in fear and controlling them because of that fear. I can't tell you the number of times my son has come to me with some recent security breach or dangerous trend on social media. Our children are in that world. They know more about the dangers and what's going on online than any adult I've ever met. You want to really know what's going on at any given time? Establish open communication with your children. Do you know how in control and powerful you can feel and help your child to feel by being in the driver's seat of your digital world experience? The beautiful conversations that will take place as you navigate the the fast, ever-changing world together as a team? I see every day parents describing physical fights with their children in order to simply feed their story of things like, I'm keeping them safe. I'm the parent. They need to listen. I'll be damned if my child disrespects me. Can you feel the control in those statements? Take a moment. Feel those words coming at you. Step into your child's shoes for a moment. All of this is why it's so damn important to guide your child's life experience with trust at the forefront. Look, the fact is we all have a choice. What's more important, controlling your child's experience to make yourself feel better under the guise of I'm protecting them or your relationship with your child? Take it back to crossing the street. How will your child ever learn how to cross the street if you never allow them out the front door? Time for some tips. Sit and have a conversation with your child on the importance of trust in your relationship. This is a conversation that starts young. Have it often and openly. A saying I use with my son is, as a parent, my job is to guide you. If you don't tell me all the facts, it's like asking me to swim upstream with my hands tied behind my back and no legs. He thinks that's funny. It's true though. When you feel activated by something your child says or does, take a moment and reflect on why. Feel your feelings and then go back and finish the conversation open and honestly. Tackle your fears head on, face them. Don't simply avoid them by controlling your kids' actions. It's only going to drive a wedge between you. 
Ask your child to tell you about their favorite game or online activity and watch their face light up as they share with you. Be honest with your children. Tell them your fears. Explain what you've been hearing and ask their thoughts about it. Find out what they know. Begin teaching balance. So when they come to you and complain their back, neck, shoulders hurt, their eyes are red, guide them to make the connection between overuse of technology and the signs of their body telling them to take a break. Help them create their mind-body connection. It's going to serve them throughout their entire life. Last but not least, help them to expand their passion. Look for mentors, online classes, local opportunities to expand their knowledge. Support them in creating their own path in this life based on their interests. If you found today's episode insightful and empowering, I invite you to subscribe to my podcast for upcoming episodes filled with wisdom, guidance, and heartfelt conversations. If you would like to join my membership container, connect with me on Facebook at Stace Muscat. Join me as I continue to navigate the joys and challenges of raising neurodiverse children. Until then, sending you love, light, and endless possibilities on your parenting journey.